Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to The Disney Diaries. I'm Sammy, and I'm so excited to share some magic with you today. This will be my first ever movie review on this podcast. Since it's getting close to the DVD release, I decided to choose none other than Frozen 2. This has been a long-awaited sequel and arguably one of Disney's biggest releases in a while. This was a movie that had so many fan theories and speculations, it was satisfying to watch just to see what the animators had hidden from everyone for so long. Everyone was online posting and dissecting the trailers that we were teased with, but the actual movie itself had an interesting storyline that no one guessed and was thrilling to finally watch. Before we go any further, if you haven't seen Frozen 2 yet and you don't care very much for spoilers, then I advise coming back and listening after you have watched the movie. I won't give away the main secrets, but there are spoilers ahead. Fair warning. Again, this is not a spoiler-free zone. Okay, here we go. To start out, may I just say, wow. Wow on so many levels. Like I mentioned before, there were so many rumors and theories going around about this movie that I was a little lyrious going into the movie. I went premiere day because I was so excited to see this movie that we had waited years for. I will say that I was happy leaving the theater for many different reasons. This movie builds on the first. I'm so glad that this story wasn't random or didn't provide character development. This plot provides both. Frozen 2 is most likely one of the best Disney movies produced in a long time. Its originality separates itself from the first and provides deeper emotions for the characters that we all know and love. For those of you that haven't seen the movie yet, but are brave enough to let me reveal the spoilers to you, let me give you a quick idea of the plot. Anna and Elsa's father told them of a story of an enchanted forest that he encounters when he is younger. This land has fire, water, earth, and air spirits. These people, called the Northaldra, live in harmony with Arendelle. So much that their grandfather even builds the forest dwellers a gift of a giant dam that represents a symbol of peace but something goes wrong. And the people of Arendelle begin to fight with those of the forest. It's after this fight that their father takes his place as king of Arendelle. However, the spirits were angered and no one can leave or enter into the enchanted forest ever again. Anna and Elsa begin to ask questions and their mom informs them that the only one who knows the answer is Atahalan, a magical river that is said to hold all of the answers of the past. When Elsa awakens these spirits by using her powers, everyone from Arendelle must evacuate, and Anna, Elsa, Kristoff, Sven, and Olaf, of course, go to find the answers to the past. Already from this short amount of information, you guys can tell that this is a lot deeper than the first movie. Make it known that I feel it is still okay for little ones to watch. A lot of parents were concerned about the movie being darker, and yes, while it is more intense, this is a Disney film, and it's nothing too crazy that they haven't seen in other Disney movies. Obviously, parents, it is your own decision whether or not to expose your child to this movie. Not all children are the same, but I personally felt that it is okay for kids to watch. But like I said earlier, I love how this builds off of the first movie. I like how they didn't use this as a moneymaker, but they actually used it to dive deeper into Anna and Elsa's world, and how we get answers about Elsa's powers. I especially liked how they incorporated their parents' backgrounds and added history and detail into the two kingdoms. The animations in this movie were absolutely stunning. 
Disney goes all out and at times show detail into scenes just because they could. I loved how they showed off their animation techniques in this movie, especially all of the ways they used, created, and decorated ice. The dresses, the sculptures, even how Elsa uses her powers this time around, from the spirit symbols in the ice to the way they created the glacier scene was stunning. The details in each of the characters' outfits was uncanny. Everything was vivid and enchanting to watch. Another aspect that I enjoyed was the tone of this movie. From the very first scene, you could tell that this movie was going to be full of mystery. The color schemes, characters, and music all combined together to create a more serious, cool tone than the first movie. This movie takes your emotions to the next level compared to the first. This tone was a lot more serious and stern. This adventure was about finding answers, so it's clear that the creators wanted this film to feel different from the first. It was stronger than the original. The comedic timing was great in this movie, and even though most of it was provided by Olaf, I found this to be charming in a way. Anna and Kristoff, though the still lovable characters that we all know, have grown to become complex in their own way, which brings me to one of the most important aspects of the film, character development. Character development was such a huge portion of this film. Every character, including Anna and Elsa's parents, had more depth. The movie explored their backstory and how everything is ultimately connected to Elsa and her powers. The character development is evident early on in the first scene, a simple bedtime story. I enjoyed how this movie went more in depth to Arendelle as well, and their history and culture is more pronounced. This film takes place a few years after the first, and you can tell that each character has grown in their own way. Olaf has permafrost on him instead of a personal flurry, and questions a lot about how things change. He is still the same lovable snowman, but has learned to read and feel deeper emotions than in the last movie. Kristoff is the same goofball we all know, but this time he is ready to get more serious, especially with his relationship with Anna. It's very clear that he wants to spend the rest of his life with her and that their relationship is solid. One of my favorite lines of this movie is when he tells Anna that their relationship isn't fragile. There is so much power in that one line. In this movie, they are separated for a good while, but he still remains true to her and is always ready and there for her when she needs him. This goes to show how strong their relationship is at this point, and how, even though they are very goofy individuals, they take their relationship very seriously. I loved how Kristoff got his own song in this movie. There were those that felt like it really didn't belong, and I can honestly see where they are coming from. It was kind of random and involved a lot of reindeer, but Jonathan Groff is an insanely talented individual and is no amateur when it comes to musicals so I was really glad he got to show off his vocal chops. And in my opinion, the song added to the movie instead of taking away from it, and it didn't disrupt the feel of the movie, so I was fine with it. Elsa's development in this movie was the focus of the film, and they did not miss their mark. Show Yourself is a remarkable number, and I felt like we truly got to understand why Elsa wanted answers. This is where she finally understands and accepts herself for who she is and why she was gifted to the world. I really enjoyed exploring that with Elsa. She's so much more talented and crafty with how she uses her powers and you can tell how powerful she truly is once she accepts herself fully. 
I do want to say, however, that I feel Anna gets overshadowed most of the time simply because Elsa has powers. Anna is always courageous and helpful on these adventures and gets the job done without powers. I could even argue that Anna should get more credit in this movie than Elsa should. There is a moment where Anna is lost and she believed herself to be all alone. No matter how dark everything seemed, no matter how horrible she was feeling, she continued to do the next right thing for her people. She marched forward and did what she had to do in the midst of depression and grief of the life she had known. I was very pleased with how much growth she had in this movie and wished that she had more recognition. The music was outstanding. The scores were nothing short of masterpieces and continued to capture everyone's attention. They were complex and different from the first movie, but still captured the essence of the characters. They make an impression that only Disney can accomplish. From the beginning number to the last, they all were created to tell a part of the story, and it wouldn't have been the same without them. Overall, if I had to rate this movie, I would give it a 9 out of 10 stars. It is one of the best Disney animated movies to be released in a while. The reason I didn't give it a perfect score was because, again, I did feel that Anna was overshadowed in many ways, and there were parts where I felt they could have taken the spotlight away from Elsa just a bit. Don't get me wrong, I love Elsa just as much as the next person, but I do think that Disney could show more love to Anna. I think what I loved most about this movie, though, is that, in its own way, you can't compare the two. This movie wasn't trying to be like the first movie whatsoever. It was its own complex adventure. The 9 out of 10 rating is simply because it was so magical, fun, and mysterious. You receive all that you hoped for in a Frozen sequel. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Subscribe to this podcast to receive notifications whenever a new episode is released. I hope you like Frozen 2, and I look forward to discussing more Disney with all of you. The ending Disney quote for today, and a big lesson of Frozen 2, is, All one can do is the next right thing.